0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age various by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Welcome,
2: Philly. To your favorite sports show Song Bra. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson.
0: They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all fit. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hello and welcome in to episode number 65 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Just a reminder, you can find us on all social media platforms at Babes on Broad. You can find me personally at wills 18 and just now at Jesse with an I underscore Taylor21. So let's get right into it. The Eagles, they looked great in week one against the Falcons. Everybody was so excited for rightfully so. I mean, they were supposed to lose that game and they looked great. But then what we all feared happened, the Eagles are now 1-2 and after back-to-back losses to the 49ers, and then the Cowboys, and boy was that an ugly one. So Jess, break down our Week 3 loss to the Cowboys. I think it was
2: exactly, you you said it, what we all feared. And I think (laughs) what we all feared is that we were going to see really good things from Jalen Hurts. We were going to see really good things from the defense, and we were going to see really good things from the coaching staff. And then you get to week two and three, and all of the things that were so positive in week one went out the window. and Everything. Everything. And I, you know, so I, first of all, the San Francisco 49ers – That was a winnable game there was no reason why the at the at the half they had completely dominated on both sides of the ball and all of a sudden you look up and you're going huh it's really three nothing right now they are only winning three nothing which made absolutely no sense then You get to to week three. And the Dallas Cowboys, we said this going into the season, they have a lot of weapons there. Now, their defense is not good. There are so many holes in that defense, and the Eagles were unable to exploit any of those things, which gave the defense then confidence to just, you know, to to keep pushing and shut them down when they needed to. They played a great game all the way around. And I I think the most – disappointing thing was with the 49ers it was like okay at the they were still right there at the end but they still never had any sort of identity on either side of the ball and that is what continued to week three and what's so different from week one because you saw what they were doing they had they had a, a goal they had a game plan they had a goal of how they were going to attack the game against the atlanta falcons and i have not seen that in the last two weeks, which is what concerns me going back to the entire philosophy of this organization from the top down. It's very concerning about what we're going to see from the Eagles for the rest of the year and
1: going forward. I know. I agree 100%. I mean, that first game, obviously, I think I even said it. I was nervous about how people were going to take it. And I was nervous to be too excited after that first win. It was a great first win against the Falcons that sure. second week. I agree. It was obviously we lost, but I wasn't, it didn't make me mad that we lost the game. It was a terrible, ugly game, but on both sides. So it was kind of just like, an, eh, like, what are you going to expect from this team? They're young. They're going to have mishaps, mishaps, like hiccups like this. I right. kind of expected that. And I think everybody did, but the game against Dallas on Monday night football I mean, I know that like we shouldn't expect much, but it was terrible. And against a rival, I think I always expected our team to play hard and our coaches to have a great game scheme and everything. And we didn't see any of that. We saw right. in the very beginning, I know we're a little back and forth on this. We both blame different parts of the team. But mine, I think it's more so I blame the offense because they did not do anything. Mm -hmm. that entire game and the fact that in the beginning of the game, besides obviously Dallas took advantage of our secondary, like that very first drive. But then the next couple drives you had the Eagles defense come up and they actually made big plays. You had Fletcher Cox, get that fumble recovery for a touchdown. And then I think it was the next drive. It might be backwards in my head, but then the next drive, they stopped it on fourth and inches. So they had great stops there and strong dominant drives there there where they really like shut down the Cowboys offense. But then you saw no production from the Eagles offense. And it just, in my mind, I'm like, well, yeah, obviously they're going to get tired. They're like 300 pound plus dudes trying to stop this run. That's getting shoved down their throat. And obviously they're going to get tired. And obviously they're going to start making stupid mistakes because of their tired. And that's when you just saw it collapse. So to me, I take it back to the offense, but then you really also got to look at it which leads back to Nick Sirianni. His play calling for that game was absolutely atrocious. I mean, Miles Sanders to get only two carries that entire game. Yes. It's it's infuriating. I mean, it's literally like we're back last Last
2: year. Six
1: Six carries in the last six quarters. It's just, it's literally like we're repeating last year and it's so infuriating. And I don't understand any of it. Like, are they seeing something in practice of Miles Sanders that we're not seeing? Because to me, Miles Sanders is a Brian Westbrook. He doesn't get the hype that he deserves, but he's good. And he's our franchise back, in my mind. Yeah. I mean, so you said it. For me,
2: I have I think of it just in a different way. I mean, we're seeing mm-hmm. the same things. But my opinion just is a little different in the sense of, like, I can make my peace with Jalen Hurts in his seventh game A rookie wide receiver, a wide receiver in his second season, a rookie head coach. Like, I can make my peace with those things having off days as long as I eventually see them get improved, right? Like, I went into the season thinking, okay, we're going to see some good things. We're going to see some really bad things. We're going to see some things that need to be adjusted. So I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, I can get over that and deal with that way faster than a group of veterans the defense is all vets right now this defensive starters are all veterans every single one of them they probably i'll have to go look at this like their average years of years in the league has to be upwards of five it has to be like between five and seven yeah our
1: defense is definitely one of the oldest in the leagues right so the
2: fact that they have that much experience and on drive number 1 we're getting stupid penalties that to me I have absolutely no patience for. And I understand that they had a little spark with the fumble recovery, but like Dak straight up just lost that ball. No one touched him. He that ball just slipped out of his hands and we got so 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 lucky on that goal line call because there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. He was it. That was a touchdown. They didn't make that stand. That was a touchdown, 100%. But the Eagles got lucky with that one because, by rule, there was not a clear angle that could overturn overturn that call, which, great, was awesome for the Eagles. Another thing that they should have been able to, you know, the offense should have been able to use going out there. And I don't disagree with you at all that eventually they got tired. And I get that. But with the amount of money that's spent on that defensive line, the fact that Ezekiel Elliott was running untouched until he got to the second and third level of that defense is a problem. When they had offensive linemen that were hurt, suspended, out, this and the other thing, like, unacceptable. No, it's I agree. It's just, and I understand that losing Brandon Graham is, a, like, it's a huge yeah, shot rips out your like, heart yeah you lose so much there I get that but my God go out there and play better for him than you did like so that's just like I just think the the defense like Derek Barnett and his like bonehead penalties like I just I I have a lot less patience for a bunch of veterans that make stupid mistakes and have so many blown coverages in one game and I put a lot of that on Jonathan Gannon as well because yes. A lot of the stuff that we were seeing in week one, the different looks that they were giving to the Atlanta Falcons offense, I have not seen that for these last two weeks. Like, and they have just had so many busted coverages where they're all like looking at each other, like, was that your guy? No, was that your guy? No, was that your guy? Like, come on. Like, come on. So, while yes, the offense was absolutely frustrating and it fed into why the defense played poorly at times, I have less patience for the defensive issues than I do for the offensive issues.
1: That's just I, me though. Yeah, I understand exactly what you said. And everything you said is right. We, It's just all about how you see it. Because like I said, yeah. like with my patience, that Niners game, 100%, I was expecting that to come. I was just expecting more out of this offense and the potential talent that is there against our arch nemesis on Monday night football. You know what I mean? So that, and then obviously, I feel like if you put up any defense, no matter how good or bad or anything, when they're playing and on the field 70% of the game, they're going to get tired. I mean, like I said, they're 300 oh, sure. pound plus men out there. Like, yeah, they're in shape, but not in that kind of stamina shape. So I just, it's, we see it differently, but both of us are saying the same things about both sides yeah. of the ball. It was atrocious. The play calling was so bad. Horrible. All around. Not fun. I don't so well. know what it is. I just it
2: it really it concerns me because it it to me points to a more fundamental issue with the Eagles organization as a whole. Because again, we're seeing the same issues that mm-hmm. we've seen for the last five years. So it wasn't the coach that was there. It was it. It doesn't matter. You can scream. You can scream and yell about Jalen Hurts all you want. The guy's in his seventh start. Relax. Like, I agree, relax. Yeah. Everyone relax. Everyone that wants a sexual predator over Jalen Hurts, please, 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 please. I hope you stub your toe later. But <laughs> I just, like, you know, it just it points to something way more fundamental about what they value, what they don't value, putting the amount of money that they do, that they do consistently into the defensive line, refuse to address the cornerback position, still have not addressed the linebacker position. You know, guys no, like I- Samuel Jr. are right there for your taking in round two. And you ah. take Landon Dickerson instead. And while I understand that Brandon Brooks has been hurt and you, a couple of years, and you wanna get another lineman in there. And while I think Landon Dickerson could be useful eventually, He looked abysmal on
1: on, uh, Monday night. Well, that's the thing, too, is nobody knows if he's actually truly healed. It kind of feels like he's coming back at his earliest possible date just because we need to throw him in there, which is ultimately going to hurt us in the end because he's not going to be able to pan out to what we drafted him for. You know what I mean? So that's worrisome right there. And then exactly like you said, it's just like when I think about this, I'm like, I don't even know if I have faith in them to change this and if next week's going to be any better. And Well, this week, we'll get to it after the break. I don't think it's going to get any better because it's Kansas City who's coming off of back-to-back losses. But, yeah, so this week we'll get to it. But I agree with you 100%. It's so worrisome in the fact that also the injuries, it's a year after year after year after year after year thing. Yeah, Our offensive line's already going down. And then the play calling, how do you not as – Sirianni and Gannon how do you not go into more so Sirianni in this point how do you not go into Dallas knowing that they are so weak on that defense and they literally have Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons and that's basically Vanderesh you have they have very little that you can even think of when you think of Dallas Cowboys Defense right yeah. now, and you I mean, could that back really strong, and they've always been really strong. Yeah, there exactly. are ways around that.
2: I mean, exactly. It's, yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Need you... the linebacker, which is impre- it's like it's a really it's impressive linebacker.
1: Are. Well, it's like there are kryptonite in that factor. Like we don't know how to draft a linebacker. That's all they know how to do. On this. like, <laughs> but yeah, there. It's, it's infuriating because it's just how do you not go into that game with an absolute dire or killer offensive scheme. You I mean,
2: pick them even, apart. even just, just as like, how do you go from the balanced attack in Atlanta where you had almost 150 yards on the ground, Jalen Hurts threw for 250. It was the perfect balanced attack that we have not seen in years, and we were like, "Oh, great, this is fantastic!" This is so And all of a sudden, that's just like gone. I don't. Th- th- it doesn't make any sense to me there there's something so much more fundamentally wrong with this organization and we have been saying it and like week one was fun and it was nice to forget about that for a little bit but i mean it's just going to keep rearing its ugly head like this and it's it's not going to get any better and i don't it doesn't it doesn't get any better without a again like a fundamental change within the organization it's not great, it's It's stressful it gives nothing. me anxiety Jess. I don't need this. <laughs> I know. The the Eagles stress me out like way more than they should and like we all knew it was going to be kind of like a rebuild year and that's Yeah, that's we, did. Fine. we did. Yeah. 100%. I, but y- y- I mean, show us something that's your that that's worth rebuilding on. Like we Literally. need close games and you know, things that are this, you know, inches away from working. Th- this is like What we saw these last two weeks is not great, and it better be
1: adjusted. By the time they fix this offense and get the scheme going and kind of really get that going all around with Sirianni and all the talent that they have, our defense is going to be too old, and then we're going to be rebuilding that side of the ball. So it's just a never-ending circle.
2: Yep. Yep. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll look ahead to this week. What's coming up for the Eagles these, these next couple games? You are listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio.
1: Welcome back into Babes on Broad. So we already mentioned it. The Eagles have Kansas City, which makes me super nervous this week. But um, just real quick, looking ahead, just to make you guys even more miserable, right? So after Kansas City, they have Carolina, who's undefeated so far. And then the Bucs on Thursday night football, which is the Eagles Hall of Fame game. Shout out to my guy, Trey Thomas, and then John Runyon. Obviously, legend, should have already been in the Hall of Fame. Took long enough. But that that. game, hopefully they can – the Eagles can do something to honor them, and then we have Vegas. So, aren't that they? Is- yeah, Shoot. it's gonna its pretty rough. And then I stopped looking there because <laughs> I get I like I feel like every game this season is just gonna be like, uh, but yeah, I don't know who they play good. the weekend after that. I know we can look it up later, but going into Kansas City, well, I guess not going into Kansas City, Kansas City's coming here. <sighs> It'll be fun I, to see Pat Mahomes in person. Yeah, right, Pat Mahomes. It's gonna be cool because I actually really like Pat Mahomes. Andy Reid, obviously, how can you not like them? The only reason you wouldn't like them is just if you're a hater. You Fightful. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, like they've done nothing to us. They just kill it. They're good. You, you can't be mad yeah. at that. I, I I do and I, I I I how can you not enjoy watching him play? Literally, and last week, so they are they're one and two for the first time since 2015. So that's okay. kind of scary too. Obviously, been in the Super Bowl back-to-back years, and then they lost the last two weeks. I have it here. Week two against Baltimore, thirty-six to thirty-five, which they that almost was a, came back. It was yeah, it was, it was a great, great game. I think it's first time Baltimore ever beat Pat Mahomes. So it was a great, great game. It was the first time Pat Mahomes lost in the month of September since being in the NFL. Jeez, never lost a game in September, and now he's lost two. I know. And then, so week three last week, they lost to the Chargers 30 to 24. Pat Mahomes was driving them down the field, had perfect throws. His receivers dropped them because, I mean. The last one was not great. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But like, not perfect throws. But he had it. He was setting them up. The receivers had chances. We'll say that. He gave them chances. Yeah. So he makes things happen and you got to love watching. It always comes down to the end. So even though those have been losses, That, I think, is what scares me most, is the fact they have back-to-back losses. I don't care that the Eagles have back-to-back losses because they're not good enough to come out and do a revenge tour. Kansas City is. They're going to be coming out like, oh, my gosh, we're one and two. We need to turn this stuff around. Ugh.
2: I also just, like, I I mean, Andy Reid has his moments. We saw plenty of them. But also, like, he's a better play caller than Nick Sirianni. Duh. Oh, well, yeah. Patrick Holmes is insane. Duh. Yeah. Um, the Eagles linebackers in coverage against tight ends. Uh. Send help. SOS. Dude. Send
1: help. They're going to pick us apart next next week.
2: Yeah, I'm so – I was nervous. Or for, this week, like, sorry. Ha, I had We talked about this before the season. I was nervous about the Eagles not having depth. If there were any injuries in the secondary or on that defense, I'm just concerned about the defense at this point in time. Yeah. What? Oh, God. They are just infuriating to me right now. Like, they just, it makes me so mad. Like, that first catch by, was it CD Lamb? It was the first drive. There was, I'm pretty sure it was CD Lamb. Steven Nelson was just like, nowhere to be found like kind of like only half playing defense like did someone not alert him that the game started i don't know case in point timeout on the field how do you have 12 men and that don't know the play out of a timeout how do you do that how do you how is that even possible middle school players don't even do
1: that like it's such a mess oh my god like yes, oh my god. i <laughs> It, it really stresses me out because you know Kansas City is going to come out absolutely on a tangent this week and i have no faith in the eagles turning things around right now
2: you know i am always going to be the positive one and i'm always going to pick them to win i'm so not going to I'm, I'm still going to pick them to win i always do because i always believe but i i'm nervous I'm nervous about it. And I just I just hope that like they came out so flat against the 49ers. Which at is home. weird. Yeah. It was such a flop for the home opener. I'm hoping that they'll like kind of pull it together a little bit and, a and use This a little uh, use this a little bit a little bit more. Like I really just – I just hope they they have a game plan and they go in and they execute the game plan. I just – I don't know what the coaches have been doing for the last two weeks, Like, like been on vacation and just like not made game plans. I don't well, know that's,
1: what – that's what I'm thinking. Like if you can't make a game plan for the Dallas Cowboys, which is very black and white, you know exactly what they have when you're going in there. Right. And it's not like their coaches are going to – they have mastermind coaches that are going to outbeat you. Or like out plan you, scheme you. Right. But you Kansas saw City. that with Mike McCarthy's buffoonery. Yes. Right. Like going down this going down right before the half. Like you see so that's it what I'm saying. Big so, dummy. so you literally know what you have going into Dallas, and we couldn't do anything. Kansas City is smart. They have a great coaching organization there. Whatever you want to say. Coaching. I will team. say their defense is not great. No, right now their defense is the weakest it's been since Pat Mahomes has been there. And that is, I was going to say that in my prediction speech, is that is the only hope that Philly has, is taking advantage of that defense. Last week they looked really confused. They couldn't get lined up even before the plays. Um, The secondary gave up 280 yards in the air, but then also their D-line gave up 280 yards around there on the ground. So all around in their defense, they're not looking too sharp. And that is going to be the one spot that the Eagles will be able to try. I'm going to say try to exploit this week. So I, I mean, I'm going to get right into it. I have zero faith that the Eagles win this week. I don't think, I mean, I'm trying to like say how I think they could. And that is if they really exploit this defense, but Pat Mahomes and that I think they're just going to keep scoring so bad that it's not going to matter how much the Eagles can exploit this defense. Um yeah, I just I don't see anything being fixed. Nick Sirianni definitely needs to improve, but I don't think it's going to be a complete 180 from last week. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and Kansas City is just a much better team back-to-back losses. They're coming off of They're going to be coming in here on a tangent. Andy Reed had that health scare. They're going to be playing for their coach. If anything, it's going to bond them even more. I don't see it being pretty. So I'm going to say 37 and I'm giving the Eagles even more than I think they're actually going to score 37, 17 Kansas city. R.I.P. yeah. And that's if the Eagles offense can exploit the defense.
2: Um, I would just like to make a point again of what you said earlier, that the Chargers rushed on the ground for almost 300 yards. They jammed it down the throat. How we take that into consideration, Nick Sirianni? Please.
1: Thank that, you. I know. I left that out. I had that as a point, too, and I skipped over it. We need – that is my other key piece. Well, I exploit the Kansas City defense, what I've been saying. But, yes. Part of that is definitely please use Miles Sanders. Please. Why not? They need to do what they
2: did against Atlanta. They need to establish the run early. They need to get all the different guys involved early. Don't play catch up.
1: It makes it so easy.
2: Don't play catch up. And I swear to God, if I ever have to hear, this is how I know that it's coming from higher up and it's not just whoever it, they just pick coaches that despise running the football here's why because for 5 years when i was when we were all screaming about running the football under Doug Peterson do you remember what his response was a lot he said all the time well a lot of these are, are RPOs so he has the option to option to hand it off but but he goes for the pass instead okay fine do you know what Nick Sirianni said the other day when they asked him about it He's yeah. a, we call a lot of RPOs and we count those as run plays as well. I'm sorry. Is anyone else seeing this? Just me? Okay. This is not a coaching issue. And I don't know why the two people that don't know anything about football, they know things about making money. That's and what that's people- why,
1: because Miles Sanders is the Brian Westbrook that doesn't get the credit he, should de- he deserves and he's not that – flashy Jalen Hurts name or Devonte Smith name or Jalen Reger name. And that's why he, they're trying to use it as a business. They want the Jersey sales to go up and they're trying to make the stars where they want them to be stars and where they think are the moneymaker positions. And obviously, well, not You're obviously, unfortunately defensive line. I'm confused. I I'm know confused. that that's the one thing that always throws me off is how much money they put into the defensive line and nothing in secondary and nothing in linebacker. It's bad. It's a mystery. It's give me your score predictions.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't think this defense can stop Patrick Mahomes at all. Like not no, even. I know. That's what Eagles. I'm saying. And if it's gonna I mean if it's gonna be anything, it's going to be high scoring, but and that's assuming that the Eagles offense can get can. their you know what together. But I'm not gonna not pick them to win. So I'm yes. gonna pick twenty. If I any know.
1: time, if any time, this nope. is now.
2: No, if any time, it's when the Bucks come
1: to town in two weeks. That's oh. the time. No, because then you tell yourself, it's a Hall of Fame game. They're not going to let Trey Thomas down and John Runyon down.
2: Yeah, and the greatest quarterback of all time is just going to literally poop his pants on the field and forget how to play football. Okay. Hey, I-
1: we might be witnessing the new greatest QB of all time in the making. And he's I got hope a chance. So. And he's got a chance to redeem himself this week.
2: I think. I think if anybody's going to redeem themselves, I think it would
1: be him. I think he might
2: put the team back
1: and say, let's go. I think that's the sad thing about it is the Eagles have a lot that they need to redeem. And they literally could just improve the slightest and it would be somewhat of a redemption. And I still think Kansas City is going to have more of the redemption than the Eagles will. So, all right, I'm going to go
2: 28-24 and I'm still going to pick the Eagles because I always do. I'm never going to not pick the Eagles. I will never bet against them. Never. Okay, I'll just
1: count I'm, your I'll just keep your score and see if it's reversed in that. And I'll count it if it's reversed too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, here's hoping. I I I I respect it. I am just going to go with the low expectations. And, oh, and 100%. You, know, you want them to beat Dallas, but in a year where they're clearly trying to figure it out, I said before, we weren't going to know what, they, what this team was until after Dallas. And I think it's just, I mean, they, they got to figure it out. But also, you know, you hope that within the organization, they do give them a chance to figure it out and they don't. Like, I'm not willing to. If Jalen Hurts plays like this from week four to week 17 or 18, I guess. Now, if he plays this way throughout the entire rest of the season, yeah, maybe it's not a new start it, right? to Then her, then yes. you think about it. But like I really hope that if he plays at a level of where he played week 1 or similar to week 1 they don't do something stupid. Like I I hope I there's the feeling within the organization that they are giving these guys all a real shot to figure it out and there's not an expiration date on their time with the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Because again, I don't think I don't think there would be unless knock on wood that there's not an injury that determines anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that they'd be willing to that quickly. And with all this being said, I do want to point out the Dallas Cowboys are a very good team this year, way better than people expected them to because of that defense, but the defense has been holding their own. Yeah. So they are a way better team than everybody was expecting. I like would bet a lot of money that they're going to win the division so it's not the end of the world it's just frustrating the way that they performed against the team that they're supposed to have so much passion against and you saw none of that
2: yeah and i, I we also need to stop with the with the shirts nick siriani i yeah. if he wants to wear like philly shirts like if he's like yeah. oh the phillies are playing the braves this week and like i need Go to want to wear your bryce harper jersey this is great it's great. When the Sixers, you know, start play their first game in a couple weeks and you want to wear a Sixer, great. that's Go, yeah, go support the city. Philly. Go all for Philly. Do that. Please leave the other team you're playing out of it. We've learned that yeah, don't, time and time again.
1: Don't talk-ish and get hit. If you okay? can't back it up. Like, come that's on. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're going to get hit right now. We don't have that comp- – we don't deserve to be that confident and cocky right now no after blowing out the atlanta falcons like
2: we're okay. coming for you yeah right the atlanta falcons are a bad football team Man. and they played them the way that they should have they didn't play down to them they mm. kicked the crap out of them which is what you need to see but like that doesn't make you this like hot thing that's able to go in and like talk trash.
1: yes yeah. Stop. No, and the Eagles, the Eagles don't have many teams that they're going to be able to play down to this year besides the Giants and Washington. Their schedule is pretty good this year. Well, not good, like tough. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, it's not an easy schedule, and a lot of these teams are playing so much better. Like, think about it. Like, you think, okay, the Chargers, maybe that would be a game. Chargers are playing nope. really well. Denver Broncos, you thought maybe, yeah. maybe that
1: would be one. Denver Broncos are playing great. Carolina, yeah. I would have said Eagles over them. In the beginning of the season,
2: right no. now you're like,
1: who knows? Who knows? We still don't have McCaffrey, which could be work out for us, but we'll get to that.
2: Yeah, depending on how hurt he is, we'll yeah. see what happens there. But and that's another thing, injuries. But the Eagles also have injuries, so you everybody know, gets them. It is what it is. But here's hoping the Eagles pull their heads out of their butts and get it together for this week, and they at least make
1: it an enjoyable time. <laughs> at least make it a good be be there. there. Somebody get one hit fun. on Pat Mahomes, okay? Anything. like Somebody w- get the Kelsey brothers doing something. I don't know. Week one, or the
2: home opener against the 49ers, the, the vibes were so good going in. Walking yes. into that stadium, the vibes were immaculate. I, I, I did. Everybody was hype. I ugly cried. I did. It <laughs> happened. And then they just... They both did the same like, thing. <laughs> they just—it wasn't fun. No, it was, it was not, not a fun game. I got sunburnt, and it was not fun. It was not worth it to not so, get
1: sunburned during football season. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, we're our seats are on the side that the sun. It's great in December. Yeah, when it's like a one o'clock game and the sun's hitting that you, and be nice. like, you know, the other side of the stadium, it probably sucks because they're in the shade and getting hit with the wind. The sun in December, immaculate. Early September, not great okay i was (laughs) over on the left side of my body like the left side of my nose was red my left arm was red i looked ridiculous but it was should have been worth it but it wasn't so i'm gonna need them to at least make it fun if they're going to lose at least make it fun yes at
1: least redeem yourself a little bit eagles
2: right i mean like build up some respect let us respect you again i do not
1: What happened last week? No, I will not be mad at all if they lose to Kansas City. If they just play decent, if they are embarrassing and look pathetic like last week, I will be upset. Like they need to fix the mistakes. Yeah. If they put up a fight and just play respectably good football, then okay, you're going to lose to Kansas City because everybody, it's not a secret. They outmatch you. Whatever. You can't do anything about that when you're in a window you know, like just, just make your peace with it. But that is the end of our
2: episode for today. So thank you for listening to episode 65 of Babes on Broad. Thank you as always to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you're following socials for everything on Bleeding Green Nation for me and for Sam. Make sure to go to BGN Radio on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you like to get your podcast, leave a five-star rating, written review, all that good stuff. We will talk to you next week.